standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. It is the 25th of October, 2023, episode 516. And today, we're going to go back a little bit and do a little bit of a reset, a reaffirmation, a, a... Well, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. We're going to revisit. There we go. We're going to revisit some of the uh, purposes, what what my agenda essentially is. What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? And if you are just now joining, I've had a lot of new listeners pop up here in the last couple months, certainly in the last uh, last hundred episodes or so. And, you know, there was 400 episodes before a lot of you guys got here. And I appreciate you joining me. And I want to I want to kind of go back and just talk about some underlying things. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to return back. We're, I've uh, finished two books in the last couple of weeks here. Um, one, <laughs> one is uh, Andrew Iskar's uh, book, The Boniface Option. I think I might have mentioned that, but I'm going to revisit that. I'm going to spend a little more time on that. And two, I finished Another Gospel. Uh, which was by Alicia Childers, both um, interesting books in their own right and have a lot of uh, ideas to think through. So we're going to hit those the next two Thursdays, I think. I just want to give you a heads up. So before we get there, let me remind you, the big difference is between having the number of downloads or the number of listens that I have and other folks that have much larger names is the followers. If I can just get you, if you are interested, if you've been following along, please follow the show. You know, take the time and follow on the social media as well as your podcatcher of choice. Followers matter. Followers drive, you know, advertisers. At some point, it would be nice to, uh, well, Quite frankly, just not continue to lose money on this situation. I look at it as a worthwhile investment, right? This is something that I think is valuable, and we are going to touch base on that here shortly. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, hey, you can rate or review this program for me. It would be a giant help. And as I say, I do uh, I do have a page and a group on Facebook. I do visit Gab and MeWe. And at some point, maybe you want to have a little more bandwidth and I got some things uh, sorted out on, you know, in real life situation. I'll look at what other areas are good for networking. All right. So let's go back to the beginning, right? We're, we're into the program meet now. Let's, let's, let's delve into the beginning. All right. I live in McKinney, Texas. I've been here. Since 1997, I've owned two homes or, well, made bank payments, shall we say. And I've been involved, uh, I don't want to say full-time, but been fully involved in local politics at least since about 2012. I credit Ron Paul's running both in 08 and 2012 for getting me back involved. I, I had been a lifelong political junkie. Uh, talk radio junkie. And it wasn't until, honestly, the uh, 
2001 that I began to realize that maybe, just maybe, the solutions were not political. Maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe we ought to consider something other than a political act or a political corrective measure. Let's put it that way. So I spent a lot of time, I guess, being negative or abrasive, but I, but I was not active locally. I, I was busy with life, busy with kids. And honestly, there was a little bit of guilt for not doing my part. Now, by the time 2008 rolled around, um, it was incumbent upon me to realize that I needed to take a break. I needed to let go. I needed to reevaluate what exactly I was doing. What did I think I was going to do? Do I need, do I really need to follow politics this much? Do I really need to be this absorbed into talk radio, into, you know, the news, if you will. Uh, so I, 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 I took a, took a step back, took a break that lasted roughly until 2012. Now, uh, keeping in mind, I had a great year in 2008 when Ron Paul was running and I enjoyed the heck out of that. And then when he came back for 2012, you know, we saw what happened. <laughs> it didn't, didn't go well, right? The, uh, Romney Ryan machine really, uh, got us a net negative there. So as I got reengaged, it struck me that the biggest problem wasn't what was going on in DC, wasn't necessarily what was going on in the state capitals. It was the apathy or lack of effort at the local level. And by local, I, I just mean something at a subdivision smaller than something at the state level, right? So you've got your activists to go to the state and that's great. But what about the local activists? What about the uh, commissioner's court, the city council, the school board? What about those things? What were we doing? At that time, I, I really, I didn't know what I know now. And there's a, there's definitely a bit of time that you got to take to learn and see what's going on around you. So I was fortunate that I hopped in at the county level. I got to serve on two different uh, county uh, level advisory boards. And I, I got to see how some things were done. And I, it was a great learning experience. And I, I enjoyed my time there. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity. I also at the same time was involved with the local Tea Party. Again, local activism trying to get involved in fixing the issues out our back door. Now, having lived in Collin County, or actually, quite frankly, McKinney, the entire time I've been in Texas, we've been kind of blessed, kind of insulated, protected, if you will, from some of the loony, crazy stuff. Or so we thought, right? We're in Collin County. We're the reddest county in the state. We're, the red, we're one of the reddest cities in the county. You know, it all is well. Well, as time went on and that became less true. Now, 
I know, and I'm guilty of this to some degree, some of it has to do with the demographics of the people moving here. They may have an R after their name, but they're not the same kind of R or same kind of conservative that you would get with a homegrown Texan, right? But because the local activists, because we the people were so ambivalent and didn't pay attention, a whole lot of this stuff was going on in the school districts underneath our noses. And nobody wanted to believe that because they were good, Christian, lovable teachers in all these school districts that everybody knew, and they would never do anything to harm our children. And so the story went. And a lot of us believed it. A lot of us had evidence to suggest that that was generally true, but the rot was there. And I wouldn't even necessarily call it rot. I would just call it the, uh, the infection right? The infection of socialism, the infection of progressivism, the infection of, I I don't know, pick, pick your poison. It was there. But because we thought we were living in a blessed state, right? Everything was wonderful here in Texas, particularly in Collin County, Texas. We checked out. We we worried about what's going on at the state level, and a lot of people fretted about what was going on at the national level, but we took our eyes off the wall. We didn't pay attention to what was going on in our own backyard. So uh, I uh, got involved in a number of different things, a couple of different political races, um, different activist roles, and I came to the understanding that There were a whole lot of people that were being disingenuous. Some of them were nice. Some of them were not. They all claimed to be good Christian conservatives until they were put in a position to where they could actually do something to prove that and they failed to do so. And I know some of them had legitimate or good reasons for not doing that and others not so much. So as an individual, and I look at the time now, we fast forward here to about 2018 that I've invested, right? Four or five years being active, being involved, spending time with clubs, learning about the way things work, serving as a precinct chair. And 2016 rolls around and, you know, the Donald wins a race that he... I never thought he was going to win. I really am grateful because I didn't want to get stuck with Hillary, but there's a whole lot of people that got involved, a new invigoration. And the pain was that the people that had been involved for a long time were trying to bring a lot of these folks up to speed, explain to them that, yes, that's all well and good. You want to change the world, but you can't do it this way. You can't do it here. I went through this previously. I've been there, done that at this point, and I, I'm i trying to work. I'm trying to partner with these folks and say, hey, look, I get it. I'm there with you. I know what you want to do. There's a process here. And look, Collin County is better than most counties. Our GOP is solid here. Our, our activists are, you know, voiceful, voiceful. <laughs> Yeah, they, they got a lot of voice, but they don't do much with it, right? We we don't effectively get the things done we want done. And some of that's from lack of influence on our elected officials at the state level. But I think a whole lot of it is we didn't do anything at the local level. Now, our commissioner's court was top notch, and it still is. We have a very solid commissioner's court. So everybody was willing to check out and don't worry about that. But they abandoned or 
failed to pay attention to their city councils and to their school boards. And honestly, you got to give credit where credit is due, because I will tell you, this is where the Democrats shine. Even if they don't claim to be Democrats, the progressives, the the union folks, right? The Chamber of Commerce folks, they network, they build, they create a very effective bench. And a lot of these people will slap an R after their name and then suddenly become good Christian conservatives when they run for higher office. But the reality is they have zero interest in actually accomplishing the things that they tell us they are going to do for us. Now, as the wise and the wherefores don't know, don't care. It doesn't matter. If you send somebody there and they won't do what they told you they're going to do, why do we keep sending them back? But we would time and time again. So this is the curve, you know, right? This is the things I've learned and I'm trying to articulate to these folks that you don't write law. You, you, all you can do is basically make a strongly worded request. The strength we have is letting these people know personally, we're not happy with them. But secondarily, it's taking action that is both beneath them and beside them. What do I mean by that? As an elected official, you should always treat them with proper respect. You should always be professional, but you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to go along to get along and you should, and you can call them out when they get it wrong. You can call them out when they don't follow their own rules. You know, and that's one of the things, again, that I've talked about is in rules for radicals, it talks clearly about you make the people live by their own rules. And we don't do that. We give them a free pass. We don't call them out on it. We don't hold them accountable. Again, how do you hold people accountable? Well, you have to vote them out of office, but short of voting them out of office, you have to call them out on it publicly as many times as possible and let them know we're watching. We see what you did. We don't approve. So in, in the midst of all of this, I allow myself to get into a campaign. Uh, no secret, I didn't win. <laughs> but I learned a couple other key things here, right? People that you thought you could depend on and trust, not so much. People that you didn't realize they were supportive of you, they come out of the woodwork. Uh, people remember when you do it the right way, even if you lose. So, I mean, that's all a good thing. But what are you going to do now? What are you going to do to make a difference now? So I thought to myself, well, I like to run my mouth. I am fairly well-educated. I certainly have a better understanding of politics and history than somebody implying that I can only do bumper sticker mottos might believe. I can articulate a pretty good argument on both sides of most issues, whether I agree with them or not. And I do my best to understand those that disagree with me. And I, and I like to understand what somebody's opposition to something is because in my mind, that gives me a better understanding of where they're coming from, but also as a way to counter them or to answer their criticisms. Because let's face it, a lot of times the answer isn't easy or the corrective measures are not simple. A lot of times it's not a, an AB proposition. Sometimes there's a C, D, E, and F. Sometimes 
there's not a clear solution. Again, this comes down from the idea you have to be able to understand nuance. You have to also understand that people are people. But you have to be willing to engage. You have to be willing to be involved. You have to be willing to compromise. So I do my show. For a year plus, <laughs> I think my high water mark was about 50 to 60 downloads. And it was the strangest thing because it made no sense. I certainly ran across more people that mentioned my show or knew that I was doing a show than the amount of listeners would dictate. But then something happened six months ago or whatever time frame, And I started getting four, five, 600 listens per episode. And I've had several episodes, well over a thousand. And I don't know what I'm doing differently, but I got to tell you, this is encouraging. This is intriguing. And honestly, I started to get some pushback from a few people, which, hey, it's all good. And I got encouragement from other people. Definitely good. Trying to get the message out that you can make a difference. You can be involved. You can affect change, but there is a process to do it. So the vast majority of my episodes have to do with what can you do? What can what can you do to move the ball forward, Right. And I know that I've taken many, many times to talk about how the problem is if you're always on defense, you're always losing or you're always defending. We need to take offense. And again, I've talked about different books and different resources you can take up. I've multiple times referenced people that are far more educated or mm, seasoned in several of these things than I am, whether it would be Brian McClanahan, Tom Woods, Chris Ann Hall, Right, I've referenced that you should reach out to Robert West, who lives here locally. I've talked about different groups, different clubs that you can be involved in. I've talked about any number of different books. Among them, you have to read what your enemies, for lack of a better word, write. You have to know your enemies. That's your Sun Tzu, right? If you don't know your enemies, you can't win those battles. I don't claim to have every answer. I don't claim to always be right. I don't claim to, quite frankly, get everything. And I'm very honest when I don't know. And even more honest when I don't care. But the whole point is, I want for you to listen to me, hear what I'm telling you or explaining, and go do your own research. Go do your own background. Again, Riffing off what uh, Neil Bortz has said, just because I say something doesn't mean that I'm right and it doesn't mean you should trust me. You should always do your own research. You should always verify everything you hear. Even if you agree with me and you believe I'm right most of the time, which I think I am, you need to double check me. You need to triple check me. You should never go off based upon what one person thinks or says, which again goes back to the whole reason why I named my show According to Callus. We'll take a minute. We'll recap the story. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I did a uh, series of like cartoons or little excerpts that were put in the school paper. And I was riffing off of another um, real newspaper 
article the guy wrote. And I thought it was kind of fun. It was a play on his name. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. And at the time, according to Guinness, was still a big thing. So I'm like, well, we'll just do it to me. Because these are all opinion pieces, right? These are all about what do you think happened. This is all about what you think about an issue. So why not do that? And honestly, there's a certain amount of insulation when you say that it's according to you. If you get something wrong... You're, you're just talking about your opinion or your understanding of the facts. If you get it wrong, you just say, okay, I got that wrong. You own it. You move on. If you, if you come out and you say, this is the truth, these are the accusations, and you don't put in the proviso, in my opinion, or according to me, you get sued. So, of course, everything's according to me. <laughs> But again, I never would tell anybody to go do something because I told you to. You should always double check. Well, I guess technically that is me telling you to do something. But it's telling you, don't trust me alone. I can get things wrong. I do get things wrong. And if you doubt me, if you ever meet my wife, she'll be quick to tell you (laughs) that occasionally I get things wrong. (sighs) So the ideals, right? I spent a long time going back through the how and the why I got here. What was the purpose? The purpose was to, long story short, activate activists, educate people that want to know more, get people involved. There's only so much any one person can do. You need to pick your lane, pick your sphere, and stick to it and do well there. If everybody that I know were to try and do everything at one time, we'd have a whole lot of half-completed projects. We need to be willing to say, no, I can't do that. No, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Or I'm not the right person for that. Whatever your reasoning is, you need to be willing to say no. So I encourage people. These are options. These are things you can do. These are places you can go. These are people that you can read or listen to that will help you understand so that you can make a difference. But first and foremost, you need to start in your home, right? In your own neighborhood, in your own church, in your closer community, and then you can make a difference in your city or your larger community. So for many, many years, I was a self-described Libertarian. I would call it a small L libertarian. And honestly, I could never bring myself to being a big L libertarian. And if we were to look straight up, probably as close in agreement with what their platform would be as I am to the Republican Party platform. I've never hid that. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't have any problems with it. You know, and then there's the Constitution Party out there, which is great. I I think we should have five or six or eight parties. I think that, you know, if the state of Texas or even the federal government was run with a coalition government, people would have far more voices and far more choices to speak on their behalf. But that's not the world we live in. We live in Texas where the Republican Party essentially goes from center-left to hardcore-right. And there's a whole lot of mix-up in the middle and 
either side of that equation. But if you wanted to get anything done in Texas, you're a Republican. Just the way it is. Now, does that mean that I'm purely a Republican for political reasons? No. There are at least one, if not two, issues that were non-starters for me, which is why I could never agree to put a big L on my libertarian designation. Does that mean that I hate them? No, not at all. I, I think quite highly of almost every libertarian I know. As a matter of fact, I saw one yesterday and I owe him a phone call. The reality is we have to be willing to work with all sorts of people, even when they don't share our same identity, our same badge or label. You know, as a Christian, we know that the heart is deceitful above all things, but as just a normal human, we also believe that most humans... Most men, most women, when left left to their own devices, don't wish to hurt anybody. They just want to get along and be able to live their life. That doesn't mean that they won't rob, steal, or kill to protect their own family or to feed their own family. But it means if we don't go down that road, generally most people just want to be able to live their lives. I, I, I believe that's true. So I don't go out of my way looking to pick fights. Now, if you bring one to me, I'm going to fight right back with you. But if you come alongside me and you want my help, I'm there. I'll help you. If you if you have an interest or a question and I can give you an answer, I'm going to give it to you. And I, I like to talk to people where I say, well, I can give you an objective answer and then give you my opinion. And I try and specify that sometimes I can't give you an objective answer. And sometimes I don't even have an opinion. But I'll tell you what I know. And again, if I don't know or I'm, I don't have a strong opinion, I'll defer to somebody I trust. I put a video out yesterday from at least two different groups, three different groups that I trust on their opinion on the constitutional election, right? Now, I can maybe disagree with one or two of the things on there, but I take a certain amount of pride in deferring that to them, that they've done the research, that they know a little bit better than I do. That requires a certain amount of courage and trust. And those three organizations, to the extent of this issue, they have earned it and maintain it with me personally. Secondarily, everything I do is under the auspices of, as a Christian, can I do this? Should I do this? And is it God honoring? Not everybody agrees with me on that. And that's okay. Not everybody even necessarily believes that's doable. Well, there's some questions there. There's some gray stuff there. Yes, true. But if we're not there, if we're not in the battle, if we abandon the battlefield, we end up with more progressive leftist crazies running the world. And I I just can't stand by and do that. Uh, The other book was that Boniface option, right? I mentioned that as well. Talks about the same thing. You cannot keep retreating. There's nowhere left to retreat. Okay. So kind of gave you the idea why I'm doing what I'm doing. Gave you kind of a little background on me personally, right? Now, what does that mean? Well, we have a future. I want to believe that the Texas future is positive, that there is an outcome. To that end, I support Texas independence. Does that mean that I hate you if you don't support Texas independence? No, not at all. Does that mean I want to work against you or undermine you if you don't support Texas independence? No, not at all. I also believe 
that there are other ways that we can be successful. There are other things that we can do to improve things, but we won't know unless we try. I believe that if we will just put one foot in front of the other, maybe spend a little time on our knees praying and work together in harmony with our neighbors and our friends, we can achieve many good things still. We can protect and reinforce what makes Texas special. So every day that I'm able, I'm going to show up and do another episode. Sometimes they're more positive than others. Sometimes they're more focused than others. But each and every time I try and leave you with a positive, affirmative thing or action that you can do or be involved with. Not every day it's possible, but that is the underlying goal. So, to that end, brief reminder, October 30th, downtown McKinney, we're going to be showing the Triple Take movie, which is a documentary talking about the problem with human trafficking. And for those of you that think that's too benign of a word, we will just call it modern slavery, right? We're going to have Matt Osborne there from Operation Underground Railroad. It's going to be at 107 East Lamar. We're going to start it at 6.30. Come and join us. And for those of you that have any interest, I'm going to be in Waco, November 9th through the 12th. We're going to be taking part in the Texit Conference. Again, if you're not sure, you have questions, this is a prime opportunity to come learn and hear from the people that are the experts in their field. And they've invited me to come participate. Why wouldn't I? I love the idea. I love the notion. And everybody should be well informed of why they believe what they believe, even if they disagree with me. And with that, I will see you on the other side.